Terror has struck again. Israel is calling it Intifada 2014. Jews were killed and attacked while praying in a synagogue. Many things are going on in the world this week. Stance Russia is taking in the world is becoming more aggressive and more belligerent towards the West. Europe is becoming more anti-Semitic. Things are lining up for the great battle of God Almighty. The Bible requires Israel, though, to be in a state of unprecedented peace before that battle happens. But we look at the situation in Israel today, and everybody that talks about peace is talking about the two-state solution usually, and that really is looking quite unlikely. As unlikely as it may seem, the Bible tells us there will be peace, though. Ezekiel chapter 38, in verse 11 and 12, it says, And thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil and to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land. Just note those words. It's a land of unwalled villages. They are at rest. They dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates. That's unprecedented peace. That's something like we experience here in Canada. That is not the situation in Israel. So what must happen? What has to happen? The other thing that is interesting is they are dwelling in the midst of the land. That's the navel of the land. That's only used one other place in the Bible, and it's referring to the area of Shechem, which is in the northern West Bank. Joel chapter 3 tells us something that is perhaps the spark for this great conflagration. The conflict in Joel chapter 3 says in verse 1 and 2, is at a time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, God says. He says, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. No, it's when I bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations. That was 1967. Judah is the southern West Bank. If you look at other times in history, it could encompass some of the northern West Bank as well. So the war is triggered by return to Judah and Jerusalem. It involves the coast of Palestine, which is Gaza, which is Hamas headquarters today, Tyre and Sidon, which is Lebanon, home of Hezbollah. And then it says all nations. Is that perhaps indicating that the UN is involved? The UN, of course, is notorious for terrible anti-Israel resolutions, so that is entirely possible. But the nature of the peace, as we notice, is quite interesting, that Israel has to occupy the West Bank. That's exactly what the world does not want. That's exactly what started in 1967. So the nations would not be happy if the peace was achieved with Israel still in control of that area. Europe today is not just calling for peace but they're saying that they need a Palestinian state. Israel also has to become wealthy, which is very much the case now. But there's also the issue of gas. And Russia it makes no secret that they have their eyes on that gas. The frog spirit nations, the frog spirits gather the nations. But Russia itself has an evil thought. They have their eyes on the money. The frog spirits is gathering the nations by that spirit of the French Revolution, standing up for the rights of the people, in this case the Palestinian people, trying to give them equality and rights of self-determination, as they say. Where, where does this leave us? Well, there's been 
something that has been developing in Israel that many call the one-state solution. There's all kinds of different flavors of it, and um, it's just been growing more and more in popularity as the two-state solution becomes less and less likely. They're looking for other ways to solve the situations that we see, like this intifada that's breaking out at the moment. If we look at the situation, one state with both Jews and Arabs in it has not worked so badly for Israel's current Arab population. If all of the Arabs inside what some would call greater Israel all became Israeli citizens, it could in fact bring a much more peaceful situation. Many would not be happy, including the Pope in Rome, Russia, Hamas, Hezbollah, and others. It would leave Israelis, though, in the West Bank or Judea and Samaria, which is required by the prophets. And there's many people talking about this one-state solution, not the least of which is Israel's president, Reuven Rivlin. He speaks up for tolerance and coexistence rather than two states, as is quoted by the New Yorker. A Muslim village even says that if they fail again, that's, that's the world leaders to fail to bring the two-state solution. As they have been doing during the last 20 years, the one-state solution will be the only alternative. Naftali Bennett points out how a state of Palestine is likely to bring anything but peace for Israel in this article that he has entitled, For Israel, Two-State Solution is No Solution. And in that article, he says this, If we were to pull out of the West Bank, the entire country would become a target for terrorists who would be able to set up rocket launchers adjacent to the old city of Jerusalem and on the hills above the runways of Ben-Gurion International Airport and the Tel Aviv Stock Exchange. How do I know? Because it happened. Not once, not twice, but three times. In the mid-1990s, we pulled out of Palestinian cities as part of the Oslo Agreement. In 2000, the Second Intifada erupted and over a thousand Israelis were killed in attacks carried out by terrorists, many of whom came from the very cities we'd evacuated. When we pulled out of Lebanon in 2000, we saw a significant strengthening of Hezbollah, the Iranian-backed militia. During the Second Lebanon War, six years later, Hezbollah fired more than 4,300 rockets at our cities. And in 2005, we withdrew from the Gaza Strip and handed over the Palestinian Authority, and he goes on to say Gaza quickly turned into a fortress of terror. So, would the two-state solution be any solution? Well, it's definitely not a popular one in Israel, whether it would be successful or not. But it's becoming more and more the thought of Jews in Israel that not only is the two-state solution unlikely, but also undesirable. And the two-state solution, as we've mentioned, fails to leave Jews in the West Bank, as is required by the prophecies. It also would diffuse, at least somewhat, the conflict sparked in 1967. So rather than bringing that to a head, as the Jews return to the mountains of Israel and have continued to do so, the nations have been less than pleased. This is the spark that is to ignite a world war, not fizzle out. Details of the various versions of the one-state solution vary, but all of them come much closer to the kind of peace talked about by Ezekiel. So we don't know how the peace is going to come about, but what we can do is we can look at um, the situation, we can look at what these politicians are talking about and what they're aiming for, and we can see that if they were able to pull that off, it would come far more close to creating the situation we see in Ezekiel 38 than the other things that we see on the table at the moment. But really, that peace is only temporary anyway. The true peace that we really look for is that peace that will come upon Israel after that, when God's kingdom is established and all the nations will go up to Jerusalem to worship. That's the true peace, and it's the one that's talked about at the end of Psalm 128. Let's read Psalm 128 together. Blessed is every one that feareth Yahweh, that walketh in his ways. For thou shalt eat the labor of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. Thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house. 
thy children like olive plants round about thy table. Behold, that thus shall the man be blessed that feareth Yahweh. Yahweh shall bless thee out of Zion, and thou shalt see the good of Jerusalem all the days of thy life. Yea, thou shalt see thy children's children, and peace upon Israel, and that peace will surely come. Join us again next week for more Bible in the News.